Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for a good wireless connection. Amen. <laughs> um, praise the Lord. Good morning. Praise God. Happy Sunday to everybody. Amen. Praise the Lord on this Sunday, April 19th, 2020, Amen. as we continue to follow the Lord. Pray that you're blessed this morning. You are blessed. Amen. Uh, God made a promise that he would bless you. Amen. And you're blessed with faithful Abraham. Praise God. And so um, receive your blessing, walk in your blessing, and then go forward and be a blessing to somebody else today. Amen. 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 Glory to God. But um, we're here on this Sunday as we continue to um, be in isolation. Now, I thought about that word isolation this morning. Uh, uh, and, I, you know, God spoke to me and he said, you know, Elijah was in isolation, too. And that's the truth, right? I mean, God sent Elijah, uh, Elijah, I should say, to the brook Sherith. Mm -hmm. And how many of you know he was in isolation for a time until the brook dried up? Amen. Um, and then he, when he went forth, um, he, he did some great miracles for God. So I'm believing that as we're in isolation, that we're also in a place of, of preparation. And God is going to use us to do some great things in the earth. Amen. I believe that, I receive it, and I pray you believe it and receive it too. Amen. Amen. Uh, because God is up to something. <laughs> Praise Amen. God. He is up to something, and that means he's up to something good. Praise God. Uh, today, I believe God has a good word for us, um, and I'm praying that it comes out. <laughs> Amen. Uh, and that we receive it. Um, we're going to go to the Gospel of John on this morning uh, to receive our word from the Lord. We're going to start there anyway. Praise God. Uh, Gospel of John, chapter 6. And we're going to begin reading at verse 59 and then go forward to verse 66. So, Gospel of John, chapter 6. We're going to start at verse 59, and then we're going to go to verse number 66. Let's read it together. It says this. It says, These things said he, Jesus, in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Many, therefore, of his disciples, when they had heard this, uh, said, This is a hard saying. Who can hear it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, Does this offend you? What and if ye shall see the Son of Man ascend up to where he was before? It is the Spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. But there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not, and who should betray him. And he said, Therefore I said unto you, that no man can come unto me, except it were given unto him of my Father. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. We just read John chapter 6, verse 59 through verse 66. 
Let's pray this morning. Father, we bless your name. Yes, we Father. thank you, God, thank for you, God. the reading of your word. Yes. We thank you, yes, God, so uh, for the Holy Spirit that uh, leads us and guides us into all truth. We pray now, God, that you will speak to our hearts. Bless us, O oh God, to yes, hear you Father. clearly, O oh God. And Father God, fill our hearts with wisdom. But most of all, God, let us get understanding yes, God. of what the will of the Lord is for our lives right now. And so, Father God, we just block out everything and we put our full attention on you. Yes. And we thank you, God, that you are going to bless us. You're going to strengthen us. You're going to increase us in our most holy faith. And so in advance, we bless you and praise you for it. Yes. In Jesus' in name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. <clears throat> so again, we read John chapter 6 verses 59 through 66 and we're going to be speaking today about guard your heart guard your heart amen um, we have to guard our heart you know um, Proverbs 4 and 23 tells us that we are to keep our heart keep or guard our heart with all diligence amen for out of it flows the issues of life uh, we have to keep it we have to guard our heart um, Proverbs 4.23 in the New Living Translation says, Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. So it lets us know how important it is that we keep our heart, that we keep our heart pure, that we keep our heart clean. Amen. David said, Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Our heart is the center of everything. Yes. Um, the NIV says, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. You hear that? Everything that we do flows from our heart. And that's why we have to guard our heart. And even Jesus was talking about that the things outside us don't defile us, but it's the things that are on the inside of us. We have to make sure we guard the entryway to our heart and be careful of what goes inside of it. Um, you know, like right now, um, praise God, you know, as we continue to deal with quarantine and lockdown and isolation and all those things, we're spending a lot of time around family, aren't we? There are some families who don't live together, but who are now living together under one roof um, or who wouldn't be together right now. Um, you know, kids have come home from college early. Kids are, are out of school and they're home all the time, as are many of you. Um, and it's a blessing. I've heard people say, you know what, I've done more things with my family now during this time of lockdown than I have before. I spent more time with my kids. I've played games, played cards. We've had fun. We've watched movies. And praise God for that. And, and I pray that that continues Amen. once we get out of this. But, but let's be real for a second, right? You love your family. I love my family. Amen. We all love our family. But if we can be real for a second, sometimes family gets on your nerves, right? Family can get on your nerves. Um, there are times, amen, glory to God, where... Uh, you know, you can be around your family and then it comes a time where you go, you know what? I need some space. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Amen. I need some space. I need some room. Um, you know, not every family is the Huxtables or the Brady Bunch and all of that. Uh, but even in the, even in the good families, 
there's times you just need some space. Yeah. There are times in every family, right, where parents, you know, they, they get on children's nerves and children get on parents' nerves and, and wives and husbands and spouses get on each other's nerves. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm going to tell you something, and I know this is hard to believe. I know it's hard to believe, but I, I'm going to tell you something. Do you know that sometimes I get on my wife's nerves? I know, right? That's hard to believe, right? <laughs> That's hard to believe. I mean, because how can I get on her nerves, right? Praise God. We all get on each other's nerves, though, sometimes, mm -hmm. right? Um, and in this time when we're confined and we're, you know, inhabiting the same space day after day after day, mm -hmm. and we all feel a little bit like Bill Murray, right? Because it's Groundhog Day and it seems like everything's the same. You know, sometimes nerves can get a little frayed. And sometimes they get frayed and they get irritated by small things. And right now, in particular, because we're in this environment, the anxiety is high, the uncertainty is high. And then, you know, you, you, you might be in that place now where you say, I need some space. Mm. You really have to guard your heart right now. Amen. And you have to guard your heart all the time. But guard your heart. Because I believe right now there's a, there's a great opportunity to do something that we see that happen here in the scripture. And that is to take offense at something mm. someone said or someone did. You know, when you're around and you can't seem to get away from your kids and you need to get away from your siblings or whatever. Sometimes the slightest thing they say, the slightest thing they do, they look at you a certain way. Next thing you know, you've taken offense. And God is saying unto us today, guard your heart. Guard your heart from what? Today we're talking about guard your heart from taking offense. Okay, because it's something that, um, as we're going to see, it can really damage your relationship with God. Amen. It can damage your relationship and make it impossible for you to continue walking with the Lord. Now, in... In the scripture that we read in John chapter 6, Jesus had been teaching. Uh, he was in Capernaum. He was in the synagogue. And if you look a little bit ahead from where we started today in verse 53, Jesus was talking about eating his flesh and drinking his blood. Mm -hmm. And he said, except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood has eternal life. And I will raise him up at the last day, for my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. So he was talking about, he was using the phrases, you have to eat my flesh, you have to drink my blood. Mm -hmm. And he was in the crowd. I mean, there were many disciples, because as we know, Jesus had more than just 12 disciples. And they heard this, and in verse 60 it says that when his disciples heard this, they said, this is a hard saying. Mm -hmm. Who can hear it? What they were saying was, this is difficult. This is, this is some hard stuff. This is hard to comprehend. And, and it said, who can understand this and who can accept this? Mm -hmm. This is what they were saying. And Jesus, it says here, he knew, that in, uh, he knew within himself that at this time they were grumbling and complaining. And so he asked them a question. And then we see it in verse 61. He says, does this offend you? Mm -hmm. Do the things I just said, do they offend you? Mm -hmm. He knew what was going on in their hearts. 
he knew they were offended by what he was saying. But he asked them the question, does this offend you? Mm -hmm. And if we go down to verse 66, we see that after he spoke to the disciples and talked about first that you know the Son of Man, is, he said, what if you shall see the Son of Man where he was before? It's the spirit that quickeneth. The words I speak unto you, they are spirit and life, but some of you believe not. In verse 66, it says, from that time, many of his disciples went back or they mm -hmm. turned away from him, right? And walked no longer with him. They no longer wanted to walk with Jesus. They no longer wanted to follow Jesus. They no longer wanted to be any part of Jesus. And you know what caused it? They took offense mm -hmm. at what he said. And that's the power of offense. And, and we got to keep it out of our heart. When we take offense, it causes a separation between us and Jesus. It causes a separation between us and God, which is why we have to be very, very careful about taking offense. And listen, we all, amen, can just should lift up our hands and say, oh, Lord, forgive me, because we know we've all taken offense at something uh, at one time or another, taking offense at something that somebody said, took offense at something that somebody did not say. Took offense at something that at something that somebody did or that they didn't do. Uh, took offense because they looked at you or because they didn't look at you. <laughs> you know, um, it's very easy to take offense. Um, and God is speaking unto us today because it's something that we have to avoid. And again, in this particular time that we find ourselves, you know, not being able to do our normal routine. Many people at this point are getting a little bit on edge, you know, and it's going to be very easy to take offense at things that are small. Uh, don't do it, amen, because they can have huge consequences. Now, let's turn to Ephesians chapter 4 for, uh, for a second. If you would go there with me to Ephesians chapter 4, and we'll look at verse number 26 and 27. It says, Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. Be angry, but don't sin. Mm -hmm. It's even better to not be angry. Because mm -hmm. for us as, 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 as men and women, as people, being angry without sinning is very difficult. Amen. Because many yeah. times our anger leads us to do some things that are contrary to the will of God. But it says, Be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. That's a good teaching that, again, many of us have violated from time to time, haven't we? Amen. Mm -hmm. You went to bed mad. You woke up mad. You spent the rest of that day mad. And you went to bed the second night mad. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. Amen. We know it ha it's happened. Amen. Mm -hmm. But it says, Be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down on your wrath. And it says, neither give place to the devil. See, th th this anger, when we're angry, that gives the devil a place in us that he doesn't otherwise have until we let him in. Amen. Until we let him in. And, and see, that's the thing that we have to understand by, about offense and being offended. It actually grants the devil 
access to our hearts. Amen. Uh, getting offended gives the devil access to our heart. And the Bible tells us that we're not to give place to the devil. Because see, once the devil comes in, he doesn't just want an inch. If you give him an inch, he's going to take that foot. You give him a foot, he's going to take a yard and so yeah. on, right? Yeah. He's going to want more and more territory yeah. in your life. Mm -hmm. And so you want to keep him out. And, yeah. and, and one of the ways to keep him out, or the best ways to keep him out, one of the best ways is to not get offended. Because once you get offended, amen, once you get angry, the Bible talks about a man who's who's quick to be angry is that he's like a, a city without walls, mm -hmm. meaning there's no defense around him. Amen. Uh, because anger now has, you know, allowed your defenses to be let down. Yes. And so taking offense is not something that we should take lightly. Don't you know, some people say, you know what, I got a quick temper. Well, let me tell you something. That's not something to be proud of. Not at all. Amen. You know, some people talk about how they, you know, they, you know, they get angry and, and they think that keeps people from messing with them. Maybe it does, but it allows the devil to mess with you. Amen. Right. And that's the thing you should be concerned about the most. Amen. So let's heed the word of God. Be angry, sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Now, I want to go uh, walk through something with you uh, to see in the Word of God how this works and and we can get from what we're about to look at the scriptures we're about to look at I believe that we can learn powerful lessons that will inspire us encourage us and, and, and really set us on the course of being committed of saying you know what I'm not taking offense at things anymore uh -huh. amen um, let's see this and let's let's turn to, to the Gospel of Matthew chapter 26 and we'll begin looking at this together and I pray to God that we that we hear what the Lord is saying this morning because again there are so many relationships that have been ruined because someone took offense at what someone else said you know um, and that's not that's not where we are to be you know, the, the Bible tells us, you know, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Mm -hmm. And right now we're dwelling together like never before. <laughs> and we need to be unified. Amen. Yeah. And don't let the devil try to tempt you uh, into taking offense at people at a time like this. Now, let's look at Matthew chapter 26. And we're going to walk through this slowly. We're going to look in Matthew and, and a couple of other places. But it's worth the journey. Matthew chapter 26, verse number 6, it says, Now, when Jesus was in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, there came unto him a woman having an alabaster box, a very precious ointment, and poured it on his head as he sat at meat. But when his disciples saw it, they had indignation, saying, To what purpose is this waste? This ointment might have been sold for much and given to the poor. When Jesus understood it, he said unto them, Why trouble ye the woman? For she hath wrought a good work upon me. For ye have the poor with the poor always with you, but me ye have not always. For in that she poured this ointment on my body, she did it for my burial. Verily I say unto you, 
wheresoever this gospel shall be preached in the whole world, there shall also this that this woman hath done be told uh, for a memorial of her. So we see this. The woman came with the alabaster box, precious ointment. Mm -hmm. Jesus and his disciples were at dinner and the woman poured the oil on him. And it says here that that his disciples saw it and they were mad. They were mm -hmm. indignant uh, because they thought this was a waste. And, you know, Jesus defended the woman. He even said, why trouble ye the woman? Mm -hmm. What she's done is a good thing and people are going to be talking about this forever. And how many of you know, we still are talking about it. Mm -hmm. Amen. Um, but here's the thing, and, and this is something that, I, that we often say here in, in Ellen Good Ground, and that is when there are m multiple versions of an account, especially in the Gospels, it's always a blessing to read them in each account mm -hmm. because you'll pick up something uh, in each one of these accounts. Um, let's go to uh, Mark chapter 4, 14, and we'll see the account of this. And we're also going to look a, a little bit later in, in John chapter 12. But let's go to Mark 14, and just prepare yourself, we'll go at some point to John chapter 12, where we look at this same account, where the woman came into Bethany, and she had her alabaster box, precious ointment, expensive ointment, she poured it on Jesus, and the disciples were murmuring and criticizing her. And in John, uh, in Mark, I should say, uh, 14, verse 6, Jesus adds something. Or Mark added something in terms of what Jesus said. Because in Matthew, he said, why do you trouble the woman? But here in Mark chapter 14, verse 6, he says, let her alone. Hmm. In other words, he said, leave her alone. All right. So he, it wasn't just a question, why are you troubling the woman? At first he said, leave her alone. Mm -hmm. He says the same thing in John chapter 12, verse 17, leave her alone. So he not only just asked his disciples a question, he rebuked them for what they were doing. Leave her alone. <laughs> why are you giving this woman trouble? Amen. Uh, he says here, she has wrought a good work on me. And then in verse 7, he says, For ye have the poor with you always, and whensoever ye will, you may do them good, but me ye have not always. Mm. That's, now, here's a sneaky blessing in the scripture. God, I, that's what I call it, a sneaky blessing, that if you don't pay attention, you miss it. Mm -hmm. But God is God, God loves to bless us, amen. amen. He loves to bless mm -hmm. us even when you're not looking, amen. Mm -hmm. Deuteronomy 28 and 2 says that the blessings of the Lord will come upon you and overtake you. That means you're just walking down the street minding your business and a blessing comes running up from behind and, 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 and overtakes you, amen. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, God has sneaky blessings sometimes. <laughs> and there's a sneaky blessing in, 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 in Mark chapter 14, verse 7, because when we just read it in this account in Matthew, Jesus says, the poor you have with you always, but you don't have me with you always, mm. right? But in Mark, look what he says in verse 7. For ye have the poor with you always, and whensoever ye will, you may do them good. But me you have not always. Mm. Did you catch the blessing? <laughs> you missed it. Let's, let's go and look at it again. 
For ye have the poor with you always, and whensoever ye will, ye may do them good. But me ye have not always. Mm. You caught it that time? The blessing is, he says, you got the poor with you all the time. All the time. And then he says this, and whenever you want to, <laughs> you can do them good. Mm -hmm. You caught the blessing now? Whenever you want to, <laughs> you can do good to the poor. Jesus. Well, if you and I can do good to the poor whenever we want to, that has to mean that we're continually and abundantly blessed. Hey, that man. we continually and abundantly have more than enough. That we continually hey, and abundantly are prospering. Amen. But you got to receive that. Amen. See, this is a sneaky blessing right here because it's kind of hidden in a, in a familiar scripture that you kind of just go, the poor you have with you always. But he says something. Whenever you want, want to, to, you can help them. Okay. See, I receive that. Whenever I want to, I can help the poor. Amen. You know what that has to mean? Mm -hmm. I have more than enough. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Glory to God. You got to receive that. And see, someone right now, oh, man, I don't even have enough for myself. That's the fact. I'm talking truth. Amen. This is the word of God. Amen. So we're That's not talking facts. We're talking truth. And the truth says, amen. And how many of you know, Jesus is the word. Amen. Jesus is the truth. He said, the way, the truth, and life. He says here that, that, that whenever you want to, you can do good to the poor. Wow. Come on, somebody. You got to receive mm -hmm. that by faith. Amen. Forget what your bank account says. Receive amen. this by faith. Amen. Whenever I want to, I can help the poor. Amen. And that has to mean that you are abundantly supplied. Glory to God. And continually yes, supplied. Indeed. That your cup always runneth over. Because God is supplying all your need according Amen. to his riches and glory. Because you can help the poor anytime you want to. Wow. Glory to God. So that's a little sneaky blessing right there. But let's get back to the, to the main point, right? So, the main point here, though, is that Jesus not only says, why are you bothering the woman? Mm -hmm. He rebuked the disciples. And he said, leave her alone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they're over there talking. And what is she doing? Wasting all this, this ointment and everything. And we could have taken this and we could have sold it, got some money and, 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 and blessed the poor. And Jesus said, leave her alone. Mm. Why are you troubling her? Mm -hmm. Now, one of the things that we have to understand here is that after he tells her the poor you have with you always and she's doing this to anoint my body and, and that this is going to be spoken of her as a memorial unto her. Notice that in verse 10, it goes right to verse 10 and 11. It says, And Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went unto the chief priests to betray him unto them. And when they had heard it, they were glad and promised to give him money. And he sought how he might con uh, conveniently betray him. And that's what it says, right? So we see what happens here. And, you know, one of the things we know that Judas Iscariot betrayed Jesus. Mm -hmm. But you, do you ever ask yourself, why was it Judas? Mm -hmm. Why wasn't it one of the other disciples? Why wasn't it Matthew? Why wasn't it Andrew? Right? Or James? Um... Well, let's continue. Let's continue going through this a little bit. And again, let's go to John now, chapter 12, where we see this account again. And it provides more detail because now we understand that the woman with the alabaster box was Mary. And Jesus was in the house in Bethany 
where Lazarus had been dead and he raised him from the dead and Martha and Mary were there and Mary was the one that had the alabaster box and in verse 5 you know they're the disciples of verse 6 uh, I'm sorry let's go to verse 4 because the disciples are complaining in the other scriptures right the other accounts that we saw but in John chapter 12 verse 4 he gives us a little more detail mm -hmm. he says then saith one of his disciples Judas Iscariot Simon's son which should betray him why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? Mm. So now we get a little bit more detail. Matthew and Mark tell us the disciples were complaining. John says it was Judas. Now, I believe there were more than, than one disciple complaining, but John writes it here because Judas evidently was the ringleader. <laughs> he had the biggest mouth. He was the one making the most noise. Mm. He was criticizing the woman more than the rest of them yeah. because John singled him out mm. and said Judas was the one doing it. Yeah, some of the other disciples were too, but Judas was the one who was really stirring them up and he was the ringleader, right? Mm -hmm. And it says in verse 6 that Judas said this not because he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the bag and bear what was put therein. So Judas sometimes, you know, he had the money bag and he would, he would take some money out for himself. Mm -hmm. And then Jesus says again, leave her alone. Mm -hmm. Why is that important? Because if Judas was the ringleader, as John is telling us here, then when Jesus rebuked the disciple, that rebuke probably stung Judas more than it did the other yeah. ones because he was the one that was leading the charge. Wow. So Jesus didn't just say, why do you trouble the woman? He said, leave her alone. Jesus. Amen. He said it here. He said it in the Gospel of Mark. It was a pointed rebuke and it was aimed at Judas. Leave her alone. And we know that after this happened, Judas goes out to betray Jesus. But now let's go one last place. And this is to uh, Luke chapter 22. Wow. Because before Judas betrayed Jesus, something else happened. So the woman comes in, Mary comes in with an alabaster box, anoints Jesus. The disciples are complaining. We know from John that Judas was leading the charge. Mm -hmm. And Jesus not only took up for the woman and said, why are you bothering her? But he rebuked the disciples and in particular rebuked Judas. Mm -hmm. And now let's go to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 22, verse 1. It says, Now the Feast of Unleavened Bread drew nigh, which is called the Passover. And the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might kill him, for they feared the people. So the chief priests and the scribes were already plotting of how they could kill Jesus. Amen. And so now we go down to verse 3 and it says, Then entered Satan into Judas, wow. surnamed Iscariot, being a number of the twelve. And he went his way and communed with the chief priests and captains how he might betray him unto them. Did you catch that? Wow. Then entered Satan into Judas. And once Satan entered into him, that's when he went to the chief priests wow. to try to betray Jesus. But what preceded Satan entering into him? He got offended yeah. because Jesus pointedly told him, leave that woman alone. Mm. 
And he got offended, he got mad, he got rebuked in the crowd, he got mad, he got an attitude, and when that happened, Satan entered into his heart. Wow. And now that Satan was in his heart, he now went and said to the chief priests and the scribes, I'll betray him unto you. Give me 30 pieces of silver. Do you see how dangerous this thing is? That that allowing yourself to become offended. Remember where we started. When Jesus was teaching in Capernaum and he's saying, you got to drink my blood, you got to eat my flesh. And many of the disciples said, man, this is a hard saying. Who can who can receive this? And Jesus said, does this offend you? And because they were offended, what happened? They couldn't walk with Jesus anymore. Because they were offended, that relationship, that, that connection, that intimacy was severed. And now they went from being followers, they went from being disciples, to now walking away from him and not wanting to have anything else to do with him. Because they got offended. And we see here, that's what happened with Judas. He was a disciple. He's one of the twelve. He's in the inner circle. But when he got offended because Jesus rebuked him, leave her alone. Jesus. He then goes out and betrays Jesus. But before that happened, Luke gives us real insight here. Because after Judas got rebuked, Satan entered into his heart. He got offended. And see, this is why you and I, right, we can't afford to allow ourselves to get offended by the smallest things Mm -hmm. because it takes us away from following behind the Lord. We get upset. We get angry. And next thing you know, we're betraying Jesus, too. Not like Judas did necessarily, Mm -hmm. but we start betraying his teachings, you see. Mm -hmm. So. Now, when, when God is telling us and Jesus is telling us to do good, to forgive, to have compassion, to help and do all those things that, that he teaches us to do, we betray his teachings. Amen. Yes. We betray yes. our relationship with him because we've got offended. And if you think about the time you've gotten offended, if you really would examine it, you, you would be honest and say, when that happens... It's very difficult for you to hear God's voice because you're so busy, so mad at that person for what he or she did or what he or she said that that's it's almost like it consumes you. Wow. Right. Remember what 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 we saw in Ephesians. Give no place to the devil. What did Judas do by getting offended? He allows Satan access to him. And once that happened. He said, forget this, Jesus, give me some money. I'll turn him over to you. (laughs) Just like that. that. Amen. That's why you and I, we have to do what? We have to guard our heart. Guard our heart against being offended real quickly and everything else. And listen, again, this is something we all have to deal with Mm -hmm. because, you know, there are times that we have some good days and some not so good days. And on our not so good days, man, someone say something to us, we get offended quick, fast, and in a hurry. Right? And it can take us off. You know, you ever been in a good mood and now you get offended and it like takes you and it bears you off and you and you can't even get back for hours or maybe maybe even for the rest of that day. Mm-hmm. 
And that's exactly what the devil wants. He wants you to get offended at the slightest thing. He wants you to get offended because you posted something on social media and somebody didn't <laughs> yeah. like it. Right. You ever had that ever happened to you? <laughs> yeah. Somebody didn't like your post and you're like, everybody else liked my post. How come you didn't? And you get offended at that. Oh my. Come on, somebody. It can happen so, so quickly. But understand that when that happens, that offense grants Satan access to our heart. And that's the last thing we're supposed to do, right? Remember yeah. the, the admonition. Make no place. Give no, no place, place. No place to the devil. Mm -hmm. Now let's, let's look at um, some scriptures to, to help us here. Um, glory to God. I pray you get, you're getting this. Amen. Amen. Because it, it's... it's it's something that, and we're going to go to Proverbs chapter 19. It's something that, um, it's just real. This is, this is, God is talking to us where we live because there's none of us that walk around and say, I don't get mad. <laughs> okay. So, let, let's, so let's just get real, all right? You, you've gotten mad at people. I've gotten mad at people and, and all the rest of it. And it's not something that we're necessarily proud of, but uh, it's something that happens. But... Um, we have to be on guard against it. Amen. And again, I believe that one of the reasons God is talking to us about this now, this is good teaching no matter what. I think it's particularly good teaching at a time when we find ourselves confined, maybe in tight places with more people around us than normal uh, for longer periods of time than mm -hmm. normal mm -hmm. with, with fewer options to get out and get away uh, than normal. And it can get frustrating. And in times like this, you can get... Uh, a bit frustrated and short-tempered uh, with people around you and quickly take offense. Oh, yeah. And God is trying to guard against that so that the unity and the peace in your home remains mm -hmm. and that your heart remains pure and Satan doesn't have access because we see what happened um, to Judas. And understand, they were, man, they, they went to have dinner. They were, at, they were at Simon's house having dinner, having a good time, until someone had to start grumbling, mm -hmm. Judas leading the pack, and Jesus rebuked them. And then from there, offended, and he goes out, and he's not walking with Jesus anymore. Amen. Now let's look at Proverbs chapter 19, verse number 11. It says there, the discretion of a man defers his anger, or puts it off. Amen. And it is to... It is his glory to pass over a transgression. Mm -hmm. See, see, getting mad quickly, right, is not something that's to a man's glory. What is to a man's glory or to his praise or to his credit, and by a man meaning a man or a woman, is to pass over a transgression, mm -hmm. to overlook a transgression, yeah. to overlook an offense, to overlook an insult. See, doing that is to your praise, is to your glory. Mm -hmm. Catching an attitude behind that, anybody can do that. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen? Anybody can do that. But it's the person who's really walking with God who can get insulted and overlook the insult. Mm -hmm. Ah, that's godly right there. Amen. See, that, that's demonstrating Jesus right there, right? Peter says that he was reviled, but he reviled not again. Right. So they got on him and they hurled insults at him, but he didn't hurl any back. 
See, that is godly, right? Catching an attitude, people who don't know God do that. Amen. That's easy. Amen. Amen. So, so showing somebody that you can get mad and get angry, you know, some people, again, I'm not saying this is you, but you know somebody like this who they take pride in how they get mad. They don't know. Oh, you don't want to mess with me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Why? Because because you'll that's catch true. an attitude. Mm-hmm. Because you'll give someone a piece of your mind. That's not to your glory. Amen. Amen. That shows Amen. a lack of self control. Mm-hmm. Amen. And temperance, which is self control, is a fruit of the spirit. So what are you demonstrating when you start flying off the handle? That the spirit is not guiding you. Your flesh is guiding you. Congratulations. The whole world now knows. Come on, somebody. This is not to your glory. What's to your glory is That's true. when someone does something to you, and I'm going to use the word right, only because it, 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 it's easy to understand here, and you have every right to get upset. You have every right to blow your tongue, but you don't. Ah, that's to your glory. Amen. Amen. That is something that people can go, wow. Amen. If that was me, I don't know. You see, that's the better response, right? Because you overlooked the transgression. Mm -hmm. You overlooked the offense. Now, Proverbs 19.11 in the Christian Standard Bible says it this way. It says a person's insight gives him patience and his virtue is to overlook an offense. Mm -hmm. See, that's the thing. Overlook the thing. That's what, that's what, you know, really makes you look good in the sight of man, but more importantly, in the sight of God. Amen. Uh, The word, the world English Bible says the discretion of a man makes him slow to anger. It is to his glory to overlook an offense. Being slow to anger is the goal, not being quick tempered, not being able to fly off the handle the minute someone says it does something you don't like. That's that's not good. It's 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 being slow to anger, right? And doesn't James say that? He says he says be quick to hear, slow to speak and slow to wrath, because the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Oh, yes. Right? Isn't that what he says, right? So we're to be quick to hear, slow to speak and slow to get angry. Amen. Slow to get mad. It's not about getting mad quickly at people. It's about Amen. Exercising that wisdom and exercising discretion and exercising that fruit of the spirit called temperance, which is self-control. Right. And deferring your anger, Mm. not getting there quickly. And then someone says something, someone does something to you and you overlook it. You say, why? I'm not I'm not anybody's doormat. No, you're not. It's not about being a doormat. It's about really elevating yourself above things that really shouldn't be tripping you up and also it's about understanding what happened here right remember offended people can't walk with jesus Jesus. Hmm? offended people don't walk with the lord we saw it with the disciples in capernaum and we saw it with judas where he betrayed jesus Mm -hmm. and but that act of betrayal was preceded by a rebuke that offended him and then Satan entered his heart and then he betrayed the Lord. Yep. Amen. That is a, a series of events that can happen to us anytime we take offense and we don't want that 
to happen. Amen. amen. So we see here, amen, that uh, in Proverbs 19 and 11, it's uh, the discretion of a man or a woman to put off or defer his anger, and it's to your glory to overlook an offense. Amen. amen. Now let's look also, too, uh, in Ecclesiastes, the book of Ecclesiastes, uh, chapter 7. Praise God. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 21. It says here, Take no heed unto all the words that are spoken, lest thou hear thy servant curse thee. In other words, don't pay attention to everything you hear. Don't pay so close attention, because if you listen too closely, you might hear a curse up in there. <laughs> yeah. See, sometimes people, you know, sometimes people, like, they overanalyze stuff, and they and now they hear an insult when no insult was even, yeah. was even intended, mm -hmm. amen? Like, listen, don't pay attention to every word, because at some point you might hear, you know... <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes you're angry, you, you argue with your spouse or whatever, you know, you tell, hey, you know, uh, your spouse <laughs> says to you, you know what, uh, your husband says to you, you know, that, 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 that blouse is kind of low cut, don't you think a little low cut? Oh, so now I'm a tramp? He didn't say anything about you being a tramp, but you, you now took those words and you now heard something in there. Amen. See, if you pay attention to all these words and everything else, you'll hear a curse and sometimes you'll hear one even when one wasn't even intended. Glory to God. Amen. Um, but also, there's, there's something else going on here if we continue reading. Verse 21, Take no heed unto all the words that are spoken, lest thou hear thy servant curse thee. But watch this. For oftentimes, also your own heart knows that you have likewise cursed others. Wow. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, what is this saying? It says, listen, don't be so picky in hearing what other people are saying and then finding out that they said something that offends you because you need to remember, right, that there's been times where you've offended other people too. Yeah. <laughs> That's what this is saying. That's Amen. True. In fact, the NIV says it this way. It says, do not pay attention to every word people say or you may hear your servant cursing you. For you know in your heart that many times you yourself have cursed others. Yeah. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Uh, is this truth right up in here? Amen. No one's yes, trying to. But this is truth. We can just raise it and say, Lord, you got me. Amen. Yeah. Lord, you mm -hmm. got me. There's been times I've said some things about someone. I said, you know, a little harsh word here or there. I shouldn't have said that either. Amen. 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 And so if you know that you've spoken some harsh words from time to time, if someone says something harsh to you, don't jump all over it. Amen. Amen. Exercise some right. discretion, defer your anger, overlook the transgression. Amen. And show that you belong to God. Because again, when you get offended, what you demonstrate is you no longer that you don't belong to God anymore. Amen. Think about those disciples in Capernaum who walked away from the Lord, right? Mm -hmm. Now, instead of following Jesus from city to city and, and listening to his teachings, they're home, they're around the community, they're hanging on the block, you know what I mean? They, you know, they, they, they're just around the way. And now their friends who live in the community are going, hey, how come you're here? Mm -hmm. Right? What are you doing here? Mm -hmm. Aren't you? Shouldn't you be like with Jesus? 
Nah, I don't follow him anymore. <laughs> see, people see, okay? you don't follow him anymore. Yeah. Yep. Amen. You don't want that to be your testimony. Yep. Amen. You don't want that to be your testimony. But here's the thing. It's the offense. Don't get offended. Amen. Offended people don't walk with Jesus. In fact, offended people betray him, betray his teachings, <laughs> betray his character, betray his power. Amen. Uh, operating in their lives. Now, um, one of the last scriptures I want to look at uh, on this week, and, um, and I think uh, and we will come back, I think, uh, on next week, if the Lord wills, and, and touch on a, a few uh, additional things. But for now, let's turn to the book of Hebrews chapter 12. And the reason why we would do that, because this is so important, you know, because this is like, you know, this, this is everyday living. This is, you know, these are the things, you know, that happen or could flare up at any given time. Someone cuts you off in traffic. Hmm? Someone, what about this one? They don't let you out of the parking lot onto the road. <laughs> yeah. When they could have. Mm -hmm. Right? It happens in all kinds of ways. Uh, you go to the, the, the store and you're waiting to be uh, helped. Uh, and someone else just walks up after you've been waiting there all this time and the clerk behind the counter immediately starts helping them. <laughs> yep. Right? <laughs> think about think about how quickly we can get offended. It's so many things. And Satan is looking to push buttons to try to get us to take offense yes, because he, he knows yes, if he I can get you to take offense... You're going you're gonna to open up the doorway to your heart. Instead of guarding it, you're going to let your guard down. I'm going to get in. And once I get in, I'm going to start wreaking havoc in your life Amen. and separating you from your walk mm -hmm. with God. That's what he's trying to do. Yeah. Don't let him do it. Amen. Now, let's look at uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 15. King James Version says, Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Now, right before that, it says that we should follow peace with all men, mm -hmm. right? Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. So we should follow peace with all men, not to be at, at loggerheads and angry and, and disputing with people, but we should look to be at peace with people. Mm -hmm. um, Paul uh, said this in Romans chapter 12, where he says, as much as lieth in you, Right, be at peace with all men. And I can't tell you how many Christians focus on, I've heard over the years, focus on the, for as much as lieth in you. Like, in other words, for as much as you possibly could. <laughs> right. well, I did it as much as I could. No, that's not what it's saying. You got the power of the living God on the inside of you. Nothing is impossible to the God who's on the inside of you. So you can live at peace with all men. Amen. Mm -hmm. You can. And here it says, follow peace with all men, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God. And look at this, lest any root of bitterness spring up and trouble you. Mm -hmm. See, that's the thing. See, when we're not living at peace with one another, when we get offended at something someone, somebody says, something that somebody did, it could lead to a to bitterness taking root in us. And see, when something takes root in you, how many of you know, it's hard to pull up something that's rooted. Amen. Once the roots start to go deep and, and, and they take hold in that soil, yeah, it's hard to uproot something. Amen. And you don't want bitterness, amen, to become rooted in your heart. 
and it can if you don't live at peace if you get if you're taking offense as something that someone said new living translation says uh, that we should look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of god watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up and troubles you and new living translation refers to it not just as a root of bitterness but as a poisonous Mm. root of bitterness it can poison your relationships it can poison the environment in your home it can poison your relationship with god amen Amen. and this is what happens again when we take offense amen amen and so listen god is saying unto us today what guard your heart Mm -hmm. and guard your heart from what guard your heart from from taking offense amen Amen. Remember, the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. You want to stay in right standing with God and operate from that right standing and start taking territory for the kingdom. But you can't do that if you're being offended. Amen. And we see once you get offended, it's it's virtually impossible to keep walking with the Lord. Amen. amen. It's, a, it's a great separator because that offense, amen, allow Satan entryway into your heart yes now we're going to pray in a minute but I want you to uh, as we do let's pray let's pray first glory to God thank you Jesus thank you let's pray father we bless your name glory to God and we thank you Lord for the word that you have spoken into our hearts today you told us God to guard our heart to keep uh, from taking offense oh God because father offended people cannot walk with the lord Lord, and father god we just pray right now god that we will heed your teaching on today that we will be slow to wrath that we will defer our anger oh god and that father we will overlook transgressions overlook offenses oh god that we might give no place to the devil. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you forgive us for all the time that we've been quick to take offense get angry with our loved ones and with friends and with others, oh God, taking offense at the slightest thing. Father, we thank you for your compassion, your mercy, oh God, and your forgiveness. Now, God, we ask you to strengthen us for this journey that as we go forward, oh God, that, Father, that we will display the righteousness of God, the characteristics of our Savior, and, Father, that we will walk in humility of spirit, walk in love, walk in peace, walk in forgiveness, walk in joy as we overlook transgressions and offenses that we may continue to demonstrate that we are disciples of Christ who are yes. part of the Lord thank and you, obedient unto his will. And yes. Father, we bless you, we thank you, and we praise you, O oh God, for doing it. In Jesus' In name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So listen, we, we don't want to allow this to come up. And, 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 you know, when you go back and you see that account of Mary and her alabaster box and how the disciples complained... Amen. And and Judas was the ringleader and he's the mm-hmm. one that gets rebuked. It's not a surprise that he was the one that the devil entered into his heart and then he ended up betraying the Lord. Right. But here's the thing. This same Judas who thought that that oil in that alabaster box was so precious and valuable, right? This could have been sold for 300 pieces of silver, 300 pence. He, he valued that oil so much. But because he got offended, he didn't value Jesus all that much. Yeah. And see, that's what happens when we get offended. 
we don't value the Lord. We don't value his teachings. We don't value his example. Because now we start doing what we feel like doing mm -hmm. out of our anger. We get people back. <laughs> Amen. We tell people off. Yeah. And that's that we show that we don't value Jesus. And do you know how, if, if you think about it, in the book of Exodus, it says uh, God was teaching uh, about the law of recompense. If you damage someone's property, you got to pay him back this mm -hmm. much. And in the book of Exodus, um, I believe it's in chapter 21, it says that if you owned an ox and your ox gored a slave, you had to give the, the person who owned that slave 30 pieces of silver. Mm -hmm. So 30 pieces of silver is the price under the law for a gored slave. An injured, maimed slave. That's what Judas sold Jesus for. He didn't value him. Wow. He didn't value him. And that's what happens. You get offended, I get offended. We stop valuing the Lord. We don't value, you know, what he's done. We don't value what he said. We don't value his example. We don't value his teachings because we go our own way. That's the danger of getting offended. Amen. But we will hold the Lord in the esteem that he deserves. Right when we realize, when he he suffered, we're to suffer. Amen. He got reviled and he didn't revile again. We're going to do the same thing. He was like a sheep being led to the slaughter. He opened not his mouth. Well, you know what? Someone's going to say something to me, and I'm not going to open my mouth either. Amen. 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 Now we show that we hold him in high esteem because we go through what we go through without getting offended. Amen. 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 So we'll come back next time. Amen. And we'll touch on a few more things because this is important. This hits us where we live. Amen. Amen. And, um, and I believe that God is going to help us be better people as we go forward. Amen. Amen. So praise God. Have a blessed Sunday. Amen. And a blessed week and uh, continue to follow the Lord. Amen. 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 Glory to God.